ladies. Welcome back to another episode of Shht. Happy Valentine's Day. This week, we're covering everything Valentine's related, from dates to relationships and the holiday itself. Yeah, so happy Valentine's Day, ladies. I know for some of you, this is like the best day because your boyfriend is forced to be super romantic and do really nice things for you. And that's exciting. And then for some other ladies like myself, we don't have a partner maybe, or we're spending this Valentine's Day alone. And for all of you guys out there without your significant other, happy Valentine's Day. I'm so happy that you're here with us. <laughs> I think we have, because um, we've spoken about this before, we have not very different views about Valentine's, but um, I, for one, I'm very neutral. Like, I don't hate Valentine's Day, but I don't really love it either. And I think we'll get to that in a bit, but how do you feel about Valentine's Day, Lona? A lot of people have the attitude of, oh, it's so commercialized and it takes away like the specialness or whatever. But I like Valentine's Day. I mean, I am a very, like, I'm, I'm very, I love love. So I'm a hopeless romantic. So if there's a dedicated day where we can just share all the love, I'm so there for it. Like, um, I don't necessarily think that all the pressure that goes with Valentine's Day is really my thing. But um, yeah, I love Valentine's Day and I'm all for it. I, yeah, I'm there for the romance. I love it. <laughs> with, you know, what you said, I love love. You know, it's nice. It's a Valentine's Day. Um, I like that it opens up people to express their love. Um, you know, whether it's a new love, an old love, a crush, or, you know, the start of a relationship, um, it's nice to kind of take that leap. There's still the stress, you know, you're putting yourself out there, but at least, you know, like the whole entire world's doing the same thing. Everyone's putting themselves out there. So I think people have a little bit more courage to approach someone or to express that love um, on Valentine's Day. Completely agree. <laughs> In that regard, I, I like Valentine's Day. It's nice. It's, it's romantic and it's fun. It's a fun holiday. Other hand, as someone who is in a relationship and, you know, all my previous relationships have been very committed and long-term relationships, I think it is really sad. And I think there are a lot of ladies who can relate to this. It is really sad if your husband or your partner, your significant other, if they only you know, do something on this day. So that's like one day a year where they actually celebrate your love, your relationship with you. And I feel, you know, that should be at least once a week or once a month or, you know, more than once a year. You know, from, from the I'm in a relationship perspective, I think it's totally ridiculous that we have one day dedicated to love when if you love someone, you could just express that love you know, put the effort in and express it several times a year. We do it at least once a month where we, you know, date night or, you know, something to, to feel valued and just, you know, express 
the, the thankfulness or I don't know, I can't think of the word right now, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. And I totally agree. I feel like if, I mean, it's happened to me before in relationships where it feels like, you know, oh, but why do I have to be romantic the rest of the year? Just wait until Valentine's Day. And then, you know, I'll, I'll show you how much I love you, but just on Valentine's Day, because it's kind of expected almost. Mm. Um, so yeah, and, and with that, like in relationships, I feel like Valentine's Day can be really nice and it can be a really lovely day. Um, but obviously there's like, dark side of valentine's day we also get ladies especially in relationships where they go you know it's valentine's day i want this is the day i want you to treat me like a queen so maybe you do have date nights every month and you do show your love for each other but then on valentine's day you're like okay but i want the dinner and i want the hundred roses and i want to be pampered which is unrealistic because roses are fucking expensive let's be honest so I feel like it's not only the men that fail I think women have this um some women have this very unrealistic expectation of what valentine's day should be um yeah so I think there's good and there's bad (laughs) I agree with you and I think especially um like if it's a newish relationship you you kind of but I think not just Valentine's Day, I think in general, when, when the relationship is so fresh, fresh and exciting and it's, um, you know, that in love stage, you kind of expect the gestures and stuff. Mm. Even if you're in a committed relationship, you also kind of get to know your partner. So um, we, we've led up to this um, on social media. So I think you've laid, you ladies have kind of stumbled onto this. But my ex, he used to go, all out like all out we had moonlight movies we had chocolates and crafts I I think I had everything you could possibly except like a hot air balloon ride you know he went all out (laughs) always kept it a surprise so it was always like this romantic surprise gesture and I hated it I hated every single valentine's day that we spent together because I was nervous the entire day because I don't like surprises. I I want to know, you know, should I put on makeup? What should I wear? Um, where are we going? I like to be in control. Maybe that's a flaw. So I feel, you know, we were in a four-year relationship. He should have known by then what kind of person I am. He should have taken into account that I don't like surprises. I'm, you know, I'm a nervous wreck by the time we get yeah. to the great Valentine's Day. So I also think, you know, with what you said, um, expecting the hundred roses and the, I don't know, horse carriage rides and hot air balloon stuff, it's unrealistic if, you know, if it doesn't suit your relationship or your partner. So also mm. you know, just kind of keep that in mind as well. If, if your significant other really loves, I don't know, watching romantic movies with you, you know, just spending that alone time together that could also be a really big gesture for him or her, you know, doing something that mm-hmm. they like, you know, it's kind of speak their love language. I know my love language is um, words of affirmation and good deeds. That's the top two um, where gifts are like the lowest ranking one for me. And I think you're the same as well. Lona, where gifts is like the lowest one. Yeah. Gifts definitely the lowest one for me. It's um, 
my top one, like by a lot is quality time. Um, yeah. I just want you to spend all your time with me. <laughs> you should, ladies, if you haven't read the five languages of love, we'll find a link for it. You can actually do an online test for you and your partner to find out what their love language is and then do that. We'll link it below. So you need, especially if it's, you know, like a more serious relationship, I'm not talking, you know, in the first week of dating someone, but eventually you should take the time and learn your partner's love language. So if my partner's love language is uh, gifts, I know that to make them feel special, whether it's on Valentine's day or not on Valentine's day, I should probably, you know, buy them a dozen roses or whatever, you know, give them the gift, speak their language. But if their language is words of affirmation or like, you know, on a quality time, just kind of adapt your dates or your, the way you express your love into that. Am I making sense? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I just want to go back. Like you said, um, you know, you kind of have, to, I don't want to say you have to manage your expectations, but eventually you do get to know your partner. So you should know what they would like. Like your ex didn't, I don't want to say he didn't know you don't like surprises, but he should have known, like he should have known. He knew. <laughs> yeah. So then why did he do it? Okay. That said, I feel like people, I really like social media. So whenever I shit on social media, I mean it in the best way possible, but I think social media makes, like creates this expectations of what certain things should be. So Valentine's day has to be this over the top. I'll show you how much I love you thing. And if that is your relationship with your partner, then fine, you know, spoil them rotten. But if it's not, then don't like, you don't have to do what people are doing on social media. And in my in one of my past relationships, that was a big thing for me because I am a hopeless romantic. But that said, I like doing little things. Um, I don't want grand gestures. So candlelight dinner and wine and music and flowers, that's too much. I don't need that. So what I would like is let's watch Love Actually. It's a Christmas movie technically, but I love it. So get some popcorn, let's order pizza and let's watch Love Actually. It's such a simple thing, but that is what I like. And in my previous relationship, my boyfriend would, well, my now ex would say, oh, but I want to spoil you. I want to give you the best. Like if I can't give you the best, then I'm not doing anything. So we, we were together for eight years, almost eight years. and. I don't think once we did like a proper Valentine's Day and by proper, I mean something that I would enjoy because he would go, I want to give you the best. So I want to do something amazing. I want to blow your mind. And then it's like, okay, but I can't afford it now or I don't have the time now. So instead of giving you something you would like, I'm giving you nothing at all. <laughs> so, so many Valentine's Day days, we would do nothing because he was like, well, if I can't give you everything, you get nothing. Um, whereas all I wanted was, you know, come home after work and he made us fish and chips. Like, <laughs> just make me dinner. That's sexy as hell. Like, then I don't have to. I would love that. <laughs> so, 
that's a that's a issue that I had. So you had all the romantic stuff that I was craving, like little surprises or whatever. And um, yeah, we so spoke about that's, this. That's my experience. Yeah, and it's really bad. Like we both obviously don't advocate anyone doing the bare minimum. We get really pissed off when men, especially in our relationships, because we enable them, we are guilty. But when they Mm -hmm. feel that they, uh, it's okay to only do the minimum. But I think in your case with your ex, doing the minimum was at least better than doing nothing. You know? The minimum is what I wanted. Exactly. (laughs) Give give me the minimum. I don't want the over the top stuff. I just wanted to watch a movie with you. And then it'd be like, oh, but no, you know, let's, let's not. And let's do nothing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's ridiculous. Uh, lovely. <laughs> Ladies, if you haven't yet, we yeah. do recommend uh, doing the five languages of love test. It will tell you a lot about your partner. Even in this relationship, um, when we just started getting really serious and stuff, you know, I've, I've kind of, I've read the book and I know my love language and um, I kind of picked up on his, but then I said to him, you know, it's really important for us to understand because he would, um, I think his top one was, uh, it was similar to mine. I don't, but his second one was touch. So I think the first one may have been quality time or words of affirmation. I'm not sure, but the second one was touch. And he would just constantly say, you know, I love you, I love you, I love you. And for me, um, oh, my, my second one is words of confirmation, where the first one is um, uh, good deeds. So, you know, I feel loved when my washing machine is broken and he actually fixes it, or when I'm making dinner and he washes dishes. That is my, that's how I know that he cares enough about me to help me with everyday stuff. And he mm-hmm. wasn't. So he would say like, I love you like 500 times a day. And it's nice to hear it, but it didn't actually fill, it didn't touch that love spot. So we did the whole taste thing. And ever since then, I mean, we've been together for going on two years now. And um, I think we kind of, I'm not saying we did it right, but it feels like I'm more on track with this relationship because our, we have um, way less fights. And, you know, it, it, we, we put in the effort to kind of understand each other. So he knows when he's, you know, not working when he's at home and maybe help with the dishes or he mows the lawn every Saturday, you know, stuff like that. And it seems so simple, but that matters to me, you know, when yeah. he does stuff to help me around the house or just to help me because, you know, we get tired. Men depend on us so much to like take care of them. And I would say to him all the time, you know, I'm not his mother. I'm not there to take care of him. He's an adult. So we, sh- we, sh- we should just, you know, support each other or be there for each other. But I'm not there to raise him. I'm not there to look after him. Um, so yeah, help out. I think that got completely off topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think now that we are on the love languages, I think it's so important to firstly know your own love languages like I took the test and I read the book and um I it taught me something about myself like my first one is quality time which I know like I knew that quality time is important I like to know that I have your undivided attention for a little bit you know it's just you and me we're having an honest chat 
that is why I love our podcast because we are literally <laughs> busy working on my love language, but with you, because yeah. um, it's quality time. You, you're with me. You're not busy doing something else. You're not on your phone. So this for me, I feel special. I feel loved because you take the time to do this with me. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, I also feel like it's important to know your own love language, but it's also very important to understand or know and understand your partner's love language. Um, so ladies, if you do take the test, which you really should, um, maybe just tell your partner to do it too, because it really helps if you know how to show love to your partner. It, it makes it, I don't want to say easier, but it, it does. Like if you are trying to spend quality time with your partner and his love language is gifts, then he's going to feel like he's not being loved in the way that he needs. So yeah, definitely definitely figure that out <laughs> yeah i do I, I i completely agree with you on that um because you know you're kind of born and you're raised and you live your life with your love language so before i ever ever read or you know before the book was written i don't know how old the book is i just always kind of assumed that what i feel is love you know mm -hmm. i didn't know there are different um languages so if I have, you know, if I, if I didn't read the book, I wouldn't, I mean, obviously I know my love language. I understand that, but it was put into a perspective. So now I know I, I'm much more aware of how I receive love, mm. but then also the odds are if you have a partner who has the same love language that you do, it obviously makes it a hell of a lot easier. But for those mm -hmm. of us who don't, because we're all different, just knowing what's makes them feel loved it, it really makes your relationship easier it's a little bit more work because you have to work on their love language as well so where i would help rocky out with stuff because that's my love language so if i if i want to show him love i kind of you know do stuff to help him out because that's my love language but then i also kind of have to check myself and say okay but this is his so i should work on making time or expressing his love language so that we we always feel loved, you know? Um, so this is just a general love discussion, but it helps. So and the test doesn't take um, a lot of time. I think it's like five minutes. And then yeah. um, before we get off this topic, <laughs> for those uh, moms out there on exactly the same webpage, you could just follow the link. You can actually do a quiz and find out what your child's love language is, which is something I also did and it really helps as well because my son doesn't have the same love language I did. And again, if I didn't know about the five languages, um, I probably would have been expressing the wrong kind of love. Um, not that you have a wrong kind of love, but now I know what he prefers, you know, to make him feel more loved. I know that I need to talk, you know, speak his love language. So for the moms, mm -hmm. that's me as well. That's really cool. I don't know about that. <laughs> I yeah. really like that. <laughs> it's kind of new because um, I did the love language thing with Rocky uh, like two years. I don't know. Just when we moved in together, we kind of did that. And, um, and then they had the child one. So I never saw that before. So it might be something, mm -hmm. new, but it's definitely really interesting. Just to, just to, if you're not aware of what your child's love language is, it just helps with that as well. 
That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in the week leading up to uh, Valentine's Day, uh, we've kind of been on social, well, we're always on social media a lot. And um, we came across a lot of, well, I don't know. I kind of just read everything I can get my hands on. And I noticed a lot of discussions about Valentine's Day in general. Like there are people, obviously Valentine's Day diehards. Then there are people who don't celebrate it because they think it's just a commercialized money-making thing. But then also I came across a thing where people, um, I mean, I, I don't want to go into religious or anything, but people are like, oh, you can't celebrate Valentine's Day because, you know, it's not a religious holiday kind of thing. So um, I think it would be interesting. Maybe we'll create a post on Saturday about this. How do you feel about Valentine's Day? I have nothing against it. Like I said, I'm very positive. And although I am religious, I'm a Christian. Um, I don't feel like it's an, you know, air quote, evil holiday. In fact, I normally pick on Valentine's Day because of Halloween. You get so many people like, oh, don't celebrate Halloween. How can you do this to your child? Da, da, da. But if you're going to uh, celebrate Valentine's Day, I'm just saying you can celebrate, Hall celebrate Halloween as well. But maybe we, <laughs> right? maybe we should do an episode on that eventually. I don't know. Yeah, we should. Um, I think with anything, like there will always be like differing opinions. Yeah. Um, I think I think a lot of the negative I can't speak for the religious part of it, but I think for a lot of people, oh it's so commercialized. I mean it's true. Like <laughs> it is definitely commercialized. We can definitely agree on that. Yeah. Like people are definitely making a lot of money of Valentine's Day. And um I just feel like with anything, it is what you make of it. So if you want it to be this terrible commercialized thing, then it will be. But like I said, I like little things like a movie, which is free. Well, however much you pay for your Netflix subscription. Um, so it doesn't have to be like, it is what you make of it. So yeah, I think Valentine's day is awesome. <laughs> Why not celebrate a day where we can freely express our express our lives i mean i mean we can anyway but like you said like people tend to take that leap or you know ask out that guy that she likes or you know the guy has a bit more courage to maybe ask out someone he thinks is out of his league you know it's it just it's just a day for us to have a bit of courage um when it comes to love and i feel like anything not anything oh i feel like the statement could go wrong but mostly anything done out of love is a good thing i mean not like in an extremist way yeah. but <laughs> no, i agree in an innocent way <laughs> i completely agree with that and um again with the commercialized thing you know um i'm pretty neutral on on valentine's day and i also really hate the idea of you know any kind of thing being commercialized but, you know, being a, um, you know, I'm a social media strategist, so I, I help women, um, you know, promote their businesses. And there are so few 
really big international days that we celebrate that uh, especially for smaller businesses so you know from so from a business aspect i think this is a bit off topic now but i do encourage people to you know capitalize on it 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 sounds bad when i say it but if you're just starting out in business and you need that you know um push of cash into your business there are only really a handful of days you can do that and um so why not capitalize on valentine's day mm. It, it sounds a lot like I'm on the fence about, uh, you know, about Valentine's Day, which I guess I am because personally I'm very neutral, but in a business aspect, if you have the opportunity to promote your business, go ahead and do it. You know, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, I, I think the problem is where it comes to like big companies taking mm. advantage. Um, so if you're... A, if you're a smaller business, then fine. Like the business or what you offer your clients or your customers, it's usually more personal. Whereas big companies, they do it just to profit. They just, they do it just to make a profit. Mm. Um, I mean, they're already successful multi-million dollar companies. I think that's where people go, Oh, this is scummy. Cause they already make a lot of money, you know? No, I'm saying they're already making a lot of money. So now they're just like pushing you for more money. Exactly. Whereas if you're a smaller business, then go for it. Cause I feel like you have, to you, <laughs> you have to survive. And I mean, take that opportunity. If it's Valentine's day or Christmas or whatever, then so be it. It's fine. I think it's fine, but it's like, I think the problem is, when it's these mega corporations that it's like, Hey, let's sell you Valentine's day. You have to buy a hundred roses. You have to buy all the chocolates, but Hey, come, come and buy it over here. Let's like, I'll sell you my chocolates, but it's like a, we already have a shit ton of money. <laughs> I think that's, that's where the problem comes in. Yeah. It's like they instigate the, like what we said earlier, we feel this immense pressure to impress, to do all the things, to do the grand gestures. And it's like they kind of instigate it. Don't you think? Mm. Like, you know, yeah. you, you have to buy the dozen or the hundred roses, you know. Yeah, it's kind of icky when, when we put it like, you know, that's a, a perspective yeah. I've thought about. But they have the power to, you know, to kind of push that idea onto people. And then we feel pressured. And especially in February, you know, for kind of, I think a lot of us and a lot of ladies listening to this, January is a really tough month financially and mm-hmm. Valentine's Day is like, you know, the second week into February. So you're still a bit strapped for cash. And now mm-hmm. kind of people put it out there. The media puts it out there that you have to do all these things. And that's a lot of money. Like you said, roses are shit expensive. Hot air yeah. rides are really ridiculously expensive. And it's kind of like, they just, they don't care. The mega companies, they just like, you know, Spain, 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 because bottom line. Yeah, mm. that's true. But you have really yeah. interesting plans for this Valentine's. Tell us about that. Um, I did. I've oh. been, um, no, 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 it's not, it gets more awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am single at the moment. At the, at the time of recording, I am single. Um, 
And um, oh, I actually want to tell you about a conversation I had with a guy about Valentine's Day. But anyway, so my plans for Valentine's Day initially, um, I know Secret Sunrise is like a global organization. Can you call them an organization? But it's like a, glo- a global thing um, where it's like a silent disco type get together. And um, so this year on Valentine's Day, um, they have like a, a secret sunrise Valentine's edition where it's like you go there as singles or couples, it doesn't really matter. And then the whole thing is you'll be dancing on the rooftop while the sun goes down. And then afterwards there's like restaurants and markets and drinks and stuff. So you can go there, um, maybe dance with other single people or just by yourself, which is fine too. Um, so yeah, it just encourages singles to get out and couples to get out. It's a fun thing. You dance in silence, basically. Um, yeah, but it's nice. And um, But then I saw something else that looks really nice. Um, I'll definitely post on social media which one I decide to do. Um, but there's another one. There's a restaurant not too far from me. It's called Saigon Susie. Um, it's this very nice Asian rock fusion type restaurant. So they have a, a little Valentine's Day thing where you, on arrival, you get a free drink and they take a Polaroid picture of you. And then they have like a nice big board where they hang your Polaroid photo with an envelope. And then you, oh, they give you a slip of paper with a song on it. And um, so then you socialize and you meet other singles hang out with your girls, whatever the vibe is. And then if you see someone attractive or someone sees you, they can go to this board and slip their number into your envelope. And then maybe you can connect. So that's kind of cute. Yeah. And then the, the little slip of paper obviously has a song on it. And then you kind of throughout the night have to find the person with the same song and then you have to like duet a karaoke song together so it really so that sounds really cool so it really yeah so they said like you know fuck gender this is how you get a date on valentine's day so they have like their own little dating game going on there so it's, it's really cool it sounds very fun um so I might do that or I might just go and dance in silence and I will post about it tomorrow, the day after Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Uh, both sound really interesting. Yeah, because I, I feel like the last, yo, I can't remember the last time I was single on Valentine's Day, but the last couple of Valentine's Day, I've always been with a partner um, last year I was with a partner that lives in Germany, so it was long distance and that didn't go well. And the previous year I was with my ex of eight years that I said didn't do much. So I feel like Valentine's Day has always been a bit of a, a disappointment. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like this year I'm not going to expect anyone to do anything for me for Valentine's Day and I'm just going to spoil myself (laughs) but I love that um I mean I'm in a relationship and we don't actually have plans for Valentine's Day 
Uh, mm. He's actually working until like 10 p.m. Oh. But on the other hand, we don't we don't really do stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> we don't do Valentine's Day kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think we had our Valentine's Day. What was it like three weekends ago? Where I randomly messaged you that we had like this whole Saturday in bed kind of vibe. Oh yeah, that was really cute. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I'm just basically going to, I don't know, paint my nails and spoil myself for the evening until he gets home. And then we might actually just do Sunday. We might do some quality time stuff. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really nice too. So that's the thing. Like you don't expect him to do like a grand gesture. It's, it's, it's so chill. It's, mm. That's what you guys are used to. You're not used to like crazy romantic stuff together so yeah that sounds really nice suspicious. i think i would be suspicious if he just kind of like you know starts doing these weird things like with, with <laughs> yeah. um but we do have, <laughs> i have a random valentine's day story that actually sounds really sweet when i tell it but for us it, it's kind of like a normal thing now and i think i did tell you a while back before we started dating so um mm-hmm. I just kind of, it was before we, we started dating, like I just said. Um, I stopped by his house for some reason. I don't remember. It wasn't Valentine's Day, but it, it wasn't planned. Like, we didn't have anything going. So, I stopped there on Valentine's Day. And um, we, I don't know if I took my car there or something. But anyway, so he just like kind of, before I left, he just kind of came over and he like picked me up and he kissed me senseless. And then he put me, (laughs) I kind of went home and I was like, oh fuck, you know, I had the most stupendous Valentine's Day kiss, you know, the whole, and I mean, I'm kind of big ladies, you know, and he just kind of like picked me up. He was just like, well, you know, and that was like the most romantic thing ever. But then that's kind of a thing for us now. So he does that quite often. So it is a really special Valentine's story. But then also it's it's a very real part of my life. So at least quite often, a couple of times a month, he would, I don't know, I think sometimes when he doesn't feel all that much loved, he would just like pick me up and kiss me. And then he'd be like, <laughs> she still loves me. And then we just kind of carry on with our lives. So I think that's the most romantic Valentine's story I have, <laughs> which is sad. But that. But no, that's really cute though, because that is that is who you guys are. Like that and that's so nice. If you can figure out that, like about your partner, like that's all you need. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, I, I think so. But then also what I wanted to do when you said you when you talked about the whole Galentine's Day thing, whether you're single or whether you're in a relationship, I think it's totally fine not to spend valentine's day you know doing all the things you could do just Mm -hmm. something for you you could do something with your friend you could do something with your boyfriend significant other just because it's valentine's day there are so many different types of love you know brotherly love uh, family love uh, your, your partner love your children love you could actually just express that love in any way it doesn't need to be like a hundred roses or anything Anything mm-hmm. that makes you feel loved, makes your children feel loved, makes your partner feel loved. I think makes that, yourself feel loved. Yes, exactly. Makes yourself feel loved. I think that would be the perfect Valentine's Day. Whether it was expensive or not, whether you spent it alone or not, 
as long as everyone feels loved and you feel loved and I think that that's that's the idea of Valentine's Day isn't it mm-hmm. I think so too I, th- I think yeah I think that's what it's supposed to be about like mm. if love in any form I think yeah it doesn't have to be the Instagram worthy love <laughs> Exactly. And I'm just thinking of you as well now, you know, this is, this would be your first Valentine's day where you just made plans for yourself. You know, you, mm-hmm. you're doing something for you. And I really hope whichever one you choose, I, I kind of get the feeling that this would be, this is going to be your first really happy, successful, or, you know, the, the Valentine's day that you really enjoy. This might be your best Valentine's mm. day. And, and you're single. I think so too. Exactly. And you're single. And I think that's fine. You know, as long as there's love and you feel empowered in love, this would be the perfect Valentine's Day for you. And I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And I'm quite excited. I feel like this year I have no expectations from anyone. I know I won't be disappointed because it's me. I'm doing what I want. I'm doing what I feel I need. So I'm very excited to finally really be happy on Valentine's Day. Hey. <laughs> you know, you, you, want, you want something really awesome and you're taking charge and getting it. And I think for mm-hmm. ladies, maybe, I don't know, some of you need to hear this. I don't know. But instead of just sitting there waiting for your partner to spoil you and be disappointed, because let's be honest, if you're sitting there waiting for him to spoil you and you have this little doubt, you know, you kind of have this, ooh, he's probably not going to do it. Because we know, let's be honest, we know when they're not going to do anything. Um, mm-hmm. So why not take charge? Why not, you know, put that power into your hands? You could spoil him. There's really nothing wrong with that. And, you know, kind of nudge him in the way. Get to know his love language. Tell him what your love language is. And then just kind of, you know, lead it. You know, romance isn't just mm-hmm. happen when you sit there and wait for your partner. You have to take charge. You need to tell him what you want as long as it's not crazy. But I mean, take charge of <laughs> happiness and your love. Yeah, I agree. And it's kind of funny um, that you mentioned that now because I'm on Pinterest at the moment. And um, I just quickly did a Pinterest search for Valentine's Day. So obviously all these really cute ideas came up like valentine's fortune cookies and all these romantic ideas and stuff Mm. but i can guarantee you all of these picture perfect valentine's ideas it's from women like men don't do this they don't make heart-shaped french toast like that's not gonna happen so if you want your heart-shaped french toast then make it yourself make it for your partner like just do it because the chances are, like, what, what are the chances that you have a really romantic partner? Like, I'm not saying that men aren't romantic and, ugh, I hate that. Oh, men, but I'm a man. I can't be romantic. I'm a man. But, um, you know, if, if you know your partner isn't romantic, then do something romantic yourself. For Take yourself. Charge. Exactly. Take charge of it. Like, I mean, obviously my ex, he was the heart-shaped French toast kind of person. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I probably should have taken charge. Instead of just waiting anxiously for the next surprise, I could have, you know, 
taken charge and said, you know, well, let's do this for Valentine's Day, or this is my idea. Mm-hmm. So I actually did have the power not to turn it into a day that I dreaded if I just took charge. So mm-hmm. ladies, don't sit there and work yourself up because you're waiting for him to disappoint you. Take charge. Do something you both enjoy. You don't need that pressure on your relationship. I'm just saying. That's true. But then also on the other hand, ladies, you know your partner. Maybe you don't. Maybe you only met him after Christmas. Point is, don't expect Instagram love. Like I have a friend. Um, she's all about that Instagram life. The perfect Instagram appearance like that's what she wants so she doesn't want love if it's not instagram worthy and i'm sorry girls but then it's never gonna happen like (laughs) it's i I feel like although i'm not saying that couples on instagram are unhappy but that is so staged and they're so fake and there's only they're only showing you the really really picture perfect moments um that are staged let's be honest um so also don't don't expect the best i'm not saying settle for less or be happy when he doesn't do anything but also just realize that social media valentine's day is not a thing like that is not what it's about that it's about you and your partner and how you express your love to each other um because i feel like i feel like men have a very negative outlook when it comes to Valentine's day, like men are automatically negative about Valentine's day or most guys, not your ex apparently, <laughs> but most guys are like, Oh, I'm not romantic. And you know, now I have to be like this perfect romantic, the notebook kind of boyfriend, which is, it's, it's not realistic. If it's not who he is, it's, not right to expect that of him yes and i th- i think that's also really unfair you know um when it's about love you know I-, I always feel it's it's equal parts you know everyone's job it's it's a 50 50 thing so um and i think maybe men feel this way towards valentine's day because can you imagine the pressure that is put on them mm. You know, they, they have so much pressure to impress and stuff that maybe they don't even, you know, like your ex. He felt pressured to do all this big stuff, although he, you, you should have taken into account that that's not what you want. So they are exactly. immense stress to to do the Valentine's thing. And then we kind of, um, I, I feel maybe that's why they, they kind of dread it. Yeah, because I know I... This is my first year, well, not first year, obviously. When I was younger, I was single too. But as in my adult life, this is the first time that I'm single on Valentine's Day. And um, so obviously I've been spending some time on Tinder, which is awful. I do not recommend. Online dating is the worst. (laughs) Um, But I actually had a conversation with a guy um, just earlier this month. I think we started talking about a week ago. And... um, one of the th- first things he said to me is like, we, we just talked for a little bit and he, the first, one of the first things he said is like, Oh, there's so many cool tricks on Tinder lately. Like the last couple of weeks, like there's so many cool tricks. Like, 
are you all coming out of the woodwork because it's Valentine's Day? And um, I'm not going to lie, that pissed me off, like, right away. As if, you know, we live for Valentine's Day. We only crawl out of the woodworks to, you know, get a guy for Valentine's Day. And I was, I was annoyed. So I told him, you know, that, that is exactly it. In, on the 1st of February, we come out of hibernation. And then we spend two weeks obsessively looking for the perfect guy so that we can have our perfect fairy tale Valentine's Day. And then when it's done, inevitably, we will probably break up and then go back into hibernation because that is all we live for. We only, you know, all ladies only want this perfect Valentine's Day. So I kind of got kind of pissy with him. And um, straightening yeah, up as well. So, so I sent him that message and then he replied with like, that is the best reply he's ever gotten. Like he loves that answer. So he kind of, he kind of laughed it off. And then I felt silly for, you know, kind of going at him while he was joking. And then, so yeah, he was like, ha, oh, that's really funny. And now we're actually chatting and it's actually a very nice guy. Um, so he was kidding about, you know, girls just, wanting this perfect valentine's day but it proves that i feel like guys do think that like we're just out here for the romance or well what we think romance is and um i'm not okay with that i'm not i hate that people or guys think that ladies want everything like we want the perfect valentine's day and we want a dozen roses or the hundreds of roses some of us don't and some of us do, and it's fine. But no, don't make it out that we're like yeah, don't Valentine's Day monsters. Yeah. Exactly. Like we try not oh, yeah. to stereotype, guys. We know some of you are romantic. We know some of you know. We we try and be as general as possible. So it is so frustrating when people generalize us, especially on holidays like this. Exactly. Oh, how frustrating. Yeah, but I have to say that he is actually a very nice guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I don't think he meant it in the way that I took it. I think I took it more personally than than he meant it to be. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just felt like, you know, there are guys out there that really think that, like, we just live for this Instagram romance and it's not I mean some of us don't like surprises and some of us only want little acts of love um so yeah I hate being generalized and stereotyped like that I think it's uh, come on guys it's 2020 <laughs> stop <laughs> oh that's true yeah mm. So yeah. So now that we've covered quite a lot of heavy stuff and some stuff that made us a bit upset, like this Tinder guy and his generalizations, um, I think we should talk about the fun side of Valentine's Day, like heart-shaped fringe cake, because that's cute as shit. Um, but then also like I like I said, I'm a hopeless romantic. Um, I love everything love. Um, so obviously I am a very big fan of romance movies. 
Um, and I have no doubt that while you're listening to this, I'm probably watching a romance movie because I'm not over Valentine's Day yet. So um, <laughs> I want to ask you as our listeners, but also Diodi, um, what is some of your favorite, like all-time favorite romance movies? Like what really makes your heart melt and go, oh, love. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, my one movie and it's the silliest it's really one of the dumbest movies or romantic movies maybe not for me obviously I love it I would watch it like 20 times a year and my ex used to hate it I was like banned from watching it and uh, actually like I think it was yeah it was last night Rocky actually said to me why don't we copy that movie and we watch that in bed so I love him just for that. It is the proposal with Sandra Bullock and um uh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yes, yeah, so Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Because it's a really cute movie. Also because she's an older woman dating a younger guy. And also because of that part where they run into each other and he makes the weirdest like voice when he says, I don't understand. Why are you naked? <laughs> <laughs> it hits me every time <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest I don't think I've I think I've seen it like maybe once and it's good it's I can movie. the whole movie where she's in the woods and she sings balls and she's like to the window <laughs> to the wall just drip down my balls <laughs> that's true I remember that <laughs> reasons i love it it's actually such a silly one but i would watch that like over and over again and then also i'm a big uh, love actually fan oh yes yeah and i've only actually recently watched that um, it's quite an old movie with um the little blonde chick i don't know what her name is uh, <laughs> what's your number oh with anna ferris Yes, Anna Ferris. So I also really like that one. Um, it, it's it's a cute movie about, and we've we've done this episode. So ladies, you can listen to the what we think of what's your number. We have that. It was a pilot episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a cute one as well. That is really cute. I did enjoy that one. Yeah. Um. So what's your? I have to say. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um. For me, I have. <laughs> I really love, really love rewatching movies, um, especially romance movies, because I know exactly what's going to happen. So my heart doesn't break every time. Um, <laughs> but one of my all-time favorites, and I really, I literally watch it like two or three times a month. Um, I mean, technically, it's not like a romance romance movie, like your typical romance movie. It's How to Be Single. Um, and I just love it from how cringy the dialogue is. Like the character, the main character is such a, uh, she's so awkward. Like I'm cringing as I think about it, but it's so relatable. And for her, it, for her stories about like embracing all the meat time you have in between relationships, because someday you will get married probably you will get married or you will live with someone probably. Um, and she's like, just embrace that time you have 
with yourself. And I think it relates to me now more than ever because I am in between relationships. So now I actually understand. So now I have the time to love myself and get to know myself before I go into a relationship and have to learn everything about my partner. So I love that movie. Um, not only is it hilarious and the actresses are amazing, um, but yeah, I really like that. And then another movie that I feel is like a, a guilty pleasure and I know it hasn't aged well, but I am obsessed with it lately is Bridget Jones. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so stupid, but I love it so much. And I think it's because like she found Mr. Darcy when she was like 30 something. And as someone who's turning 27, the day after Valentine's day, Hey, um, I'm almost 30. So I feel like, you know, Bridget Jones had to wait well into her 30s because i mean there's like three movies mm. so she had to wait well into her 30s before she finally ended up with mr darcy so it's just it's nice and it's cringy because she's so quirky and awkward and i i really enjoy it and I, <laughs> I love bridget jones just for the you know how real it is so you know the, the mm. cringe-worthy parts that that's the really real parts, you know, you have your panty riding up your butt or, you know, you do something stupid or awkward. That is real. I love that it's that mm-hmm. real. Um, but I don't know. I never, it's never been uh, one of my favorites. I think I've maybe watched it once. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it's pretty real. So yeah, I, I, I guess it gets points for that. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think I like it more than... The Notebook, because I feel like The Notebook is unrealistic. I mean, it's romantic, of course, but I feel like it's unrealistic. Whereas How to Be Single and Bridget Jones, it's it's relatable. Like, I, I cringe with the characters because I know the situations they're in. Like, I get it. And uh, that's why I really love it. I, I guess it's a little bit more empowering the movies that you like but like I am a massive The Notebook fan I would watch that like 10 times a year because I love crying Mm. I love crying so much I love that (laughs) this guy loves his wife so much that he reads her an empty book of their life you know um yeah so it's it's unrealistic like you said but it's just I love that I love crying so it's 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 the perfect crying Mm. movie um but then yeah like you said the, the others are a bit more, you know, um, realistic and uh, relatable. But then the, uh, also, mm. I really love, and I think you like this one too, is um, He's Just Not That Into You. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I love that one as well. I'm a huge, yeah. huge fan of Justin Long. I, I also like, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I like movies that show different kind of relationship, which is why I love um, Love Actually. Like, there's so many different takes on different relationships, which is why people say, "Oh, but why do why are you watching Love Actually in June? Isn't it a Christmas movie?" I mean, technically yes, but also no, because it's still I feel more about love. Like you have your normal love, like 
oh, boy meets girl. But then you also have Emma, Emma Thompson and uh, Snape. Alan They've been married. Yes, Alan Rickman. They have two kids together and then he cheats on her and how they cope with that and how that affects their relationship. So I like that because it feels real. And I totally get, get what you say about the notebook. I, I didn't like the notebook, not because it's not real. I just didn't. Um, but like about time where the guy can like travel back in time. Oh, that was a really like, cute movie. It was. I thought that was so cute. I, I mean, it doesn't get more unrealistic than that. But uh, it was so nice. And it, it, it's a good romance movie. Um, but yeah, I think I prefer relatable romance. Um, yeah. Yeah. With, with that, he's just not into you. I think one of the biggest things that I liked about that movie is where, you know, Justin Long keeps telling her that, you know, she shouldn't expect to be the exception to the rule. Basically, mm. we all just the rule. And then that one person who's not us, they're the exception, but we shouldn't expect to be the exception. And then at the end, they actually do, you know, fall in love and stuff. And I kind of feel that the whole message is, you know, when it comes to your life and your love, you always want to be the leading lady. You always want to be the mm-hmm. exception. So um, I, I kind of, yeah, I think that's what I like about that one, that movie. That's, that's true. Yeah. Is I that, like that as well? <laughs> yes, it does. I mean, it does for me because I watched the movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So ladies, while we're on the topic of movies, I love watching movies. Um, so if you have any recommendations, please feel free to share with us your favorite romance movies or movies that just made you Kim Kardashian ugly cry because it's just, it just pulls at your heartstrings. Like I know a lot of women will probably say eat, pray, love. And I will agree because that movie is amazing. I didn't feel so many ways. That is so sad. I (laughs) I think I've never actually finished it. I think I've watched it like maybe twice. And I don't, maybe once I made it to like, I don't know, halfway. I've never finished it. I just, I'm just not feeling that movie. I have to say it is a really long movie. I think it's like two and a half hours, but it's really good. I, obviously, you know, I went to Bali last year and um, her last trip, because she goes on three different trips. Mm -hmm. her last trip was to Bali as well so I figured you know I'm on my way to Bali let let me have my own little eat pray love moment and it is just so good like I was like oh amazing like when I was on Airbnb I could literally hire the little house accommodation thing that she stayed in and I genuinely considered it for like a second like it's that good like (laughs) oh Julia Roberts you beautiful woman <laughs> I do have a recommendation yeah. for you. Um, also, agree, ladies. If you have any recommend, we've watched so many movies that we kind of run out of them. I recently watched um, Mudbound. It is not mm-hmm. a rom com, so this is a drama, but it is really good. Um, yeah, it's it's like post World War One or Two, maybe post World War Two about a black family and a white family that are kind of neighbors 
you definitely have to watch that. I definitely will. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I don't know where else you can get it, but um, I, I saw it on Netflix. Okay. I will check it out. Thank you. <laughs> and the next on my list is Roma, which is a Spanish, also a Spanish drama about a, um, a, I think it's like a nanny or something that has to part with her family. You know, her employed, employment family. Mm-hmm. whatever um, I'm not sure but it's black and white um, I'm really looking forward to it I haven't watched it yet if anyone out there um, it has really good reviews so if anyone agrees disagrees let us know if I should waste my time or definitely give it a go um, when I do watch it I will definitely let you guys know if I think it's it's a good one or not um, I just want to say now that you're saying Roma I think you should definitely watch it um, I would. I wanted to last year. It was nominated for an Oscar. Yes. Um, yeah, so I definitely do. <laughs> so, but you haven't watched it yet? I haven't, but I want to. So okay. you watch it and then tell me if I should. <laughs> you can do that. Maybe we should uh, get together and watch it, watch it together. Yes. You know, we, we can have like a... I think we're on the same brainwave right now. Last year we did the Oscar nights. We watched a lot of Oscar movies. You know, the nominee. No, we yes. watched the winners, right? We watched all the movies nominated for Best Picture. Ah, there we go. Maybe we should yes. do it again this year. I think we still have time, right? The Oscars is in March. If I'm not. No, the Oscars was um, on the 9th of Feb. <laughs> no. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to tell you who won because it's like historical. But now I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> no, no, you do. Tell me who won, and then we'll make a list again of all the nominations, and then we watch that. Uh, so this year, mm-hmm. no. So this year, there was quite a, uh, like the spectrum of movies was quite broad. Like I feel last year was a whole bunch of very dramatic movies obviously this year as well um but like uh taika watiti the director for thor ragnarok yeah. he had a movie he had a movie nominated about a little kid whose imaginary friend is hitler um so that was nominated and then the film that won is parasite um which is a korean horror type uh. film goodness i actually know this i've read about this on social media yeah so they made history as the first foreign film or non-english film to ever win the oscar for best picture wow and um so it's quite i'm getting like goosebumps like it's really historical moment yeah how did we miss the oscars how did i miss the oscars this year oh my goodness no i wanted to say i want to (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. let's make a list and then we do the oscar thing again this year i love to yes this, so. i think that's a great idea <laughs> we kind of missed that <laughs> okay ladies so to wrap up our episode i think we have said a lot on valentine's day but we want to find out from you today is valentine's day um, but leading up to today on social media, we'd like, um, we'll post prompts or we have posted prompts. 
um, about, you know, what your plans are for Valentine's Day. So um, let us know today, tomorrow, during the week, what did you do? Were you disappointed? Did you take the power? You know, did you empower yourself to take the steps to organize the dates? Um, and then also what you like, favorite movies, favorite chocolates, favorite I don't like chocolate, so maybe you like Turkish delight or something else. So, you know, your favorite treats. How did you spend Valentine's Day and what makes Valentine's Day special for you? Yeah, that sounds awesome. And then also, a little self shout out. It's my birthday tomorrow. It's hey! Woohoo! <laughs> 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 Now that I made that funny sound, a happy birthday to you for tomorrow. Um, we'll post all about it as well. And then, um, but with the weird sound that I just made, completely random, Shakira did it during the Super Bowl. Did you hear about that? I heard about it and everyone's like, oh, it's such a, I don't know, inspiring thing or whatever. And like, yeah, oh, it was so confusing. What? And then they were like, oh, no, <laughs> but it's like a cultural thing. It was so weird. Yeah. But anyway. The Wululu I just made was not cultural. I'm just happy that it's Rana's birthday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, ladies, for tuning in for another episode. We love doing this and we love sharing it with you. Um, I'm very excited that we are full steam into this and I look forward to having more chats with Diari and sharing it with you and hearing all of your thoughts. And I just want to say from me personally, happy Valentine's Day. And we love you all. And you are all exceptional women and men. And yeah, we love you. <laughs> and from me as well, happy Valentine's Day. Um, I hope you share the love, feel the love, get the love, all of the love. And then we'll talk to you. I don't know. We'll talk to each other. But hopefully we'll have you on the next episode next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, ladies. So, D.O.D. here. Um, thank you for listening to the end of this episode. So, um, I'm adding this little bit in the day after we recorded the original Valentine's Day episode. Um, I'm putting in a special little exit song for Irona's birthday. I have a sneaky suspicion she doesn't listen to the edited postcards all the way to the end. So. If you got to this a little bit and you hear the birthday tune, um, I'm pretty sure she doesn't know it's there. You can tell her on social media or you can just deal with me for this little Easter egg I left her. Happy Valentine's Day, ladies. And um, have a good weekend. And this one is especially for Ilona. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. Happy birthday.